Thank you, Anderson. I am Chris Cuomo, and welcome to Primetime. The articles of impeachment are out and will be debated by the Judiciary Committee starting tomorrow. We're going to ask a key player about the two charges. We've got abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. Is this the best case? Why no Mueller report included? No mention of trying to bribe Ukraine. Is this safe or too safe? And we're going to get reaction from a Trump defender about the impending impeachment. Why won't they just admit the obvious? And on this day of all days, guess who Trump rolled out the red carpet for? Russia. He lets Putin's puppet just lie to our faces about not interfering. What is worse, the perception or the reality? That's the question. What do you say? Let's get after the answer. Two counts, abuse of power, obstruction of Congress. Now, question is, did President Trump get off easy or is this the easier way to get all the needed Democrats on board? The president decided to fight the fact that the charges aren't worse. You saw their so-called articles of impeachment today. People are saying they're not even a crime. What happened? All of these horrible things, remember? bribery and this and that. Where are they? They send these two things. They're not even a crime. This is the lightest, weakest impeachment. This is impeachment light. You may be right, by the way. I think he got a really good deal on the way these articles of impeachment have been expressed thus far. Now, by next week, as light as it may be, Donald J. Trump may have a permanent place in history as one of only three presidents to ever have impeachment attached to their name forever. One of the names floating around is a possible House manager. Manager is the term for one of the representatives who may argue the case for impeachment at the expected trial in the Senate is Judiciary Member Hakeem Jeffries, the chairman of the House Democratic Caucus. He joins us now on this monumental night. Good to have you on primetime. Thanks for being with us. Great to be with you, Chris. So what's the news, Congressman? Are you going to be one of the managers? No, we're focused right now on getting through the markup, which will start tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We'll debate uh, these two articles of impeachment. This is a serious, a solemn, a sober moment for us. We didn't come to Congress to impeach this president or any president. We came to get things done. We continue to do that, but uh, we do have to confront the reality that we have a president who has abused his power uh, and betrayed his oath of office and essentially tried to corrupt American elections, and that's highly problematic. I'll ask you about the charges. Pop that thing back in so you can hear me ask this question again, uh, Congressman. You. No, you're not going to deal with whether or not you're a manager right now, or no, you will not be a manager. Well, that's premature for any of us to think through that. We continue to uh, work through the issues that will be before us in terms of the Judiciary Committee, and then we'll see what happens from there. But I'm focused, one, on just getting things done on behalf of the American people. We made the announcement about the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement mm -hmm. today. Uh, that was incredibly important for the American worker. It was a victory uh, for everyday Americans. We promised that we would try to get to yes, and we have gotten to yes. 
So there's a lot of things that are going on before we even deal with a possible trial in the Senate. Yeah, look, and it's also politically helpful also to show the American people that you're doing something that arguably is a positive move uh, by this president that that reads well in the architecture of of reality as the country watches right now. These charges, you heard the president right now. Where's the bribery? Where's the Mueller stuff? I got to tell you, he's right. Why are the articles of impeachment, as currently explained, uh, so light on all of the things that you guys have been arguing that he did wrong? Well, the president pressured a foreign government to target an American citizen for political gain and at the same time withheld, without justification, $391 million in military aid from a vulnerable Ukraine and solicited foreign interference in the 2020 election. That is as serious as it gets. The framers of the Constitution uh, were concerned with three primary things. A, abuse of power. Mm -hmm. B, betrayal of the Constitution Mm -hmm. and the American people, in part by soliciting foreign interference. And three, corrupting our free and fair elections. And so essentially what we've seen is that the president's behavior has implicated all three concerns that alarmed the framers of the Constitution. He's undermined American national security. Uh, and he's violated the principle that in America, no one is above the law. You, That's why we're proceeding in the way that we're proceeding. Do you think he tried to bribe Ukraine's president? Well, I think that he solicited foreign interference and in a, a bribe? of value. Well, listen. Um, I mean, you went to I'm NYU. Not... I went to Fordham. But, I, you know, we learned in law school that if you solicit a thing of value, uh, which seems to be exactly the case here, it's a bribe. Some of you have been saying it. Now it's absent. Why? Well, here's what the president did. He abused his power. That is clear. We've got the evidence that is overwhelming in that regard, including the rough transcript of the July 25th call Mm -hmm. where the president, through his own words, do us a favor, though. Uh, And so we're going to lead with the evidence. We're going to follow the facts. We're going to present the truth to the American people. We're going to be guided by the Constitution. And that's uh, where we're at right now. Right. In a that unified signal, fashion. Just so, Hakeem, just so people know, that signal is signaling votes in Congress. There's no alarm. Uh, the congressman is fine. Uh, obstruction of Congress, not obstruction of justice, meaning you're not including any of the things that Mueller apparently left to your reckoning. I've been told that there will be more oversight and that what Mueller li- uh, laid out there will get attention from Congress, but not in an article of impeachment. Why not? Well, There was a set of troubling information that I think was contained in the Mueller report uh, that is problematic. As Jerry Nadler indicated earlier today, it is part of a pattern of obstructive behavior and part of a pattern of welcoming foreign interference into an American election. Uh, And so it will be incorporated in the debate and the discussion I think that you'll see beginning tomorrow as we proceed with the articles of impeachment. But in terms of the formal charges, uh, the decision was made to keep the focus on the Trump-Ukraine scandal because that is an active crime scene. That's a matter of national urgency. Uh, And if we don't address it, if we don't hold the president accountable, he's already made clear that he's willing to try and do it again. Right. Uh, Yes. His uh, doing this right after the Mueller call, his saying he would ask China. Uh, He's definitely pushing your buttons and he is creating the perception that he thinks he's done nothing wrong. The reason I was pushing you on the manager issue isn't because I'm hunting for a headline. It's, you know, so you start debating this tomorrow. You're going to have a party line vote at best. You'll have to see uh, how many of your own members you lose on these two counts. Uh, My argument would be that's why you kept them narrow. 
uh, is to keep the biggest consensus on your side. But then you're going to go to the Senate, Hakeem Jeffries, and everything switches. So your managers become really important because they're going to run the rules and they're going to have a lot of information about Bo Biden, Burisma, Ukraine, not Russia. Maybe even Rudy Giuliani comes in. I think he's got some issues if he gets up there because he's going to have to explain his relationship to the president. But your managers will matter. How do you deal with all of that information coming in that you kept out on this level? Well, we think that the president and his defenders are really bluffing uh, because Lindsey Graham, I think a few months ago, said, we're going to have a hearing and we're going to bring Rudolph Giuliani. What happened to that? Rudolph Giuliani is nowhere to be seen because he has no exculpatory information. He has nothing that can demonstrate innocence as it relates to the president. He'll just make the situation worse. But if they the can prove... Host, now, here's their play, I think. Now, if they're bluffing, that's, that's an interesting take. I haven't heard that before. Uh, but if they're running the rules and they bring in Giuliani to say, Hunter Biden, I said Bo before, may he rest in peace. Obviously, it's not Bo. Uh, he represented, I think, the best of leadership in my generation, but he's gone. Uh, Hunter Biden uh, was dirty. His father was dirty. They're dirty, dirty, dirty. Ukraine, it was them, not Russia, Russia, Russia. If they put that on, how do you deal with it? Well, I think it's pretty easy to deal with. You've got every single national security professional from the Trump administration who has essentially made clear that it was Russia who interfered in our elections and Ukraine did not. And this entire thing is just a right-wing conspiracy cooked up to try to excuse behavior as it relates to Donald Trump's wrongdoing that is hiding in plain sight before the American people. And it doesn't even appear that there are enough senators on the Republican side who are willing to go along with a charade of a trial defense in terms of calling somebody like Hunter Biden. That is an interesting take. They need a simple majority to pass their procedures, what the rules are for how this Senate trial will go, assuming the president gets impeached by the House. Uh, that'll be really interesting to see if you're right about that, Congressman. We'll be keeping tabs on it, obviously, and that's why the managers will matter so much. Hakeem Jeffries, thank you on an historic night for being with us and speaking to the audience. Thank you, Chris. All right, be well. The GOP has become the party of Trump. Why would I say that? Look at the evidence. Look at the strategy they've employed here. We've never seen them do anything like it. Admit nothing. Deny everything. Blame everyone who says otherwise, except Russia. I want to bring on a Trump defender from Congress and ask if he has any regrets about not trying to make a deal to save the president from this fate. And why is this president nicer to Russia than he is to many in our own country? Next. All right, so Trump asked Ukraine's president to announce an investigation into the Bidens and to help show that Russia was not to blame for interference in 2016, that Ukraine was. The GOP is now forced to say, all that, it's okay. And... You want to ignore congressional subpoenas? That's okay, too. That's a tough spot. Republican Mark Wayne Mullen is in that spot, and that's one of the reasons that I welcome him on this show to make the case. Congressman, as always, thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me on, Chris. So articles of impeachment are as expected, I would argue, more mild than I expected. Do you agree? And what does it mean to you? 
Well, absolutely, they're more mild because there's nothing impeachable. Uh, I still ask the question, what was the impeachable offense? They started with quid pro quo, then they moved to bribery, and when the articles of impeachment came out, they say it's high crimes and misdemeanors. Uh, and, and here's the thing about this, Chris. From day one, they have been in search of a crime. They've been trying to explain to the American people why they're impeaching a duly elected president, President Donald J. Trump. You know, underneath, underneath the past impeachments, it was very clear. Clinton committed perjury. Uh, uh, Andrew Johnson, he removed the Secretary of War illegally, and Nixon broke into the DNC. Those are impeachable offenses. I asked the question. That's not what impeachment impeachable? was about, you know. Well, and I it, have to tell you, the, and you weren't there, Mark Wayne. Anybody can tell just by looking at the color of your hair. You are not responsible <laughs> for what the Republicans did during Clinton. But the True. idea that you start off with an investigation into screwy real estate deals and you wind up with an extramarital affair, and that's what you impeach on. Can you imagine what would happen but he if committed they caught a crime. this president? The, the not Clinton all committed crimes a crime. are impeachable, and not all impeachable things yeah, well, must well, be a crime. That's Chris, what the founders said it, and meant. It, yes, but when it says treason, bribery, they are high crime or misdemeanor, examples, committing perjury they is are a crime. Examples of corruption. President Trump hasn't committed a crime. I disagree. Let me tell you something. Clinton's in the past. And if we wanted to punish sure. that kind of behavior this way, it was a political decision. But I'll tell you what, your brothers and sisters on that side of the party were arguing very differently back then about what was a crime and what was needed to impeach and what wasn't. Your champions, Lindsey Graham, even Bill Barr said, man, why are they giving Starr such a hard time for going far afield of where he started? That's his role. Well, now Chris, they say go- the opposite. Chris, you still, I, I still ask the question, what has a president done that's impeachable? This is what he's done, according to the Democrats okay. and the facts as we understand them. He used his power to put his own political advantage first. He said to them, you will not get the congressionally appointed aid. You will not get access to this office like I gave Russia today and I've given them before, even though they interfered in our none election. Of that was, and none of that was us. said. It was said. Do who, who testified us that that a was favor. Said? The Ukraine stuff and the Bidens. He That's said, what look he into it. It's, in important the to the, it's important to the people. That's what he said. That is not that. And it is important to us. It was corruption. Ukraine. I'm is putting known it up for, for the corruption. people right that now. That doesn't mean that's impeachable. Well, first of all, it's impeachable if what it is is an abuse of his power to put things that are good for him. Of course he did. He He said, said, do do me a favor. favor. That's all he said. Look into the Bidens. Look into what happened with Ukraine. He then had his conversation. If I were to ask you to do something, if I were to ask you to do something, I would say, hey, Chris, you do me a favor. I'm not asking for anything in return. It's just conversation. Your choice of language isn't only irrelevant. It's also immaterial. And here's why. If you were going to ask me in an official capacity, You wouldn't ask me for a favor. A favor intrinsically, inherently suggests you're doing something for me. Because if it's clean up your house, that's not a favor. That's what you're supposed to do to have my trust as an ally. But do me a favor, Congressman, is exactly what it sounds like. Well, here's the thing is that you are trying to interpret interpret a conversation between President Trump and the president of Ukraine who both have tested or both have came out publicly and said that there was no pressure, that there was no quid pro quo, there was no bribery. And that is why they have moved from quid pro quo of to bribery the to now to misdemeanor it. high crime. Of course, the president said it, but I am sorry to say, I'll tell you what, I pray about this all the time, maybe more than anything else other than my own sins. 
I am sorry to say <laughs> that I, I don't believe this president just because he says it. And Zelensky well, suffers from a huge inequity of power. And he just said the other day, OK, hey, you know, if, if you're my if you are our strategic partner, then you can't go blocking anything for us. I think that's just about fairness. He said that, too. Because he didn't that, like it then, his people didn't like it, and they were worried about it. And so many people involved were worried about it because it was an abuse of power. It was a solicitation of a thing of value, also known as a bribe. And he did it to help himself, not the American agenda. The entire articles of impeachment, all eight pages of them, is all trying to justify their actions because there has been no misdemeanor, no high crime, no breach. Hey, no if he hadn't had the bribery. call with Ukraine, they'd have nothing. If he hadn't had his the, people trying to run around Ukraine, and get hooked up with WikiLeaks with and call. say that Russia was trying to help them, they would have had nothing. This, this it's is his all mouth. about them in, in search of impeaching the president for two and a half years. In fact, it was Nancy Pelosi who just said yesterday, this is two and a half years in the making. Two and a half years it all in the making. Stems that doesn't the mean the last four months. That means they've been trying to impeach him for Wayne two and a half Mullen, years and trying to explain it. You're ignoring what is obvious. This all stems from hey, concerns about Russian it. interference. It's Russian all. interference. I thought this was about Ukraine. It's foreign and interference. We were worried about foreign interference, says the FBI. So they looked into it. The IG says... They had a lawful basis. So, so then since the so day since after Mueller no testifies, in Ukraine, he asks Ukraine of this. It's foreign interference. Exactly what I the thought founders this was all about the about. phone call and the whistleblower. I thought that's what this all started about was Ukraine you, the, you, with with a whistleblower and a phone call. And now we're switching to Russia but and we're trying to tie the two together. What difference does the source of the information matter if the information is true? Because once again. The Democrat Party is in search. I know. I know you keep saying it, but that would have been fair to say back in 98 when you started with a land deal and wound up with a tryst. But here you started with foreign interference and you ended with foreign interference. He shouldn't have lied to the grand jury. Well, and that's that's a misdemeanor and and a crime. But it is not necessarily an impeachable offense unless the politicians vote that same way. In the Constitution, it is. And there is nothing there that is the president no has done that's defined the inside the Constitution. of what is and is not. Now, in the Federalist Papers, there is. When you look at the legislative history of what happened at the Constitutional Convention and why they did this, there is. And the yep. more homework you do, the weaker your resistance becomes, but I think you're weaker than the defense of the, of the Democrats' uh, uh, opinion of how they're trying to impeach the president is also weakened if you if read the federal If you ask papers. a foreign power for help in your election, you they are did, abusing now, your power. You are adding a lot to that, Chris, by saying it helped in an election. That well, is what would it do? Going after Biden? False. No, it was going after Biden's son's relationship with Parisma, who was, he was under going investigation after Biden. at he the said time. Biden by name. He gave money to Ukraine twice he said before. Biden's he son. never mentioned he corruption. He said Biden's son. He never mentioned corruption when you had a corrupt president in place. He just gave them money. You don't now, have to mention you've got a new guy and you mentioned corruption. Look into it. You, what, what, it was it was Lieutenant Colonel Vidman who even testified 
that the conversation between the president of Ukraine and President Trump was accurate. And so if it was accurate, you can't add to it. you got to read it word for word on what was said. I and am. the only two people That's that all understand you need is the a intent transcript. of that conversation is the two people no that the conversation was no between. No way. There were other people on the call, and you know that's not but true, But the Mark conversation Wayne was Mullen, between two. You don't get two. to judge what your words mean if other you're people judging, hear them. You're judging what President Trump and the president of Ukraine's words means. So what's the difference? I am judging the words for what they mean on their face, as has been evinced at the testimony level with all these other people. And there was no bribery and there was no high crime in those two in that conversation. Look, let me just give you one piece of caution. Okay. Do not ask a foreign power to go after anybody you're running against. Will you please do me that favor so I don't lose you as a member of the show? That was put to a stop by then Vice President That's not true and you know it. It that is absolutely is demonstrably true. false. Vice President Joe Biden, Biden did nothing even, to stop even, the investigation. He even admitted to it. No, he admitted to getting Chris, rid of the prosecutor, which Ukraine wanted, and so did a lot of Western institutions. That and you was know investigating it. it at the time. Isn't that convenient? I'm if out of time. It, Trump it, did it, that, is, he, it would be it would be all over your all's. It news may have been convenient. The same it thing. may have even been wrong. And if you thought it was, go to the DOJ, go to your pals in the Senate, have them investigate. You you and I both agreed that that was wrong. Listen, then there was a way to go about it. And that's not what this president did. I'm out of time. There's a way to go after this, too, with the president. But dragging the American people through an impeachment process that they know will go nowhere in the Senate is absolutely a waste of time. And it does nothing but divide the country. Mark Wayne Mullen, I appreciate your argument. All I'll end it with is if they didn't do this, what precedential value is it that this president can't do these kinds of things? But we'll argue it out another day as well. You're always welcome here. Thank Be you, well Chris. until then. All appreciate right. it. One thing's for sure. As you see with Congressman Mullen, uh, the president is getting a lot of help. Every GOP member of the House is all about his fate. They're not about oversight right now. They're about overseeing his fate. That's their choice. He even has an attorney general doing whatever he can to keep his boss out of the hot water. But here, hype has to lose out to the facts. We will test what the AG wants you to believe about his boss. Next. No disrespect, but I call the AG Bill No Holds Bar because he seems to be willing to say and do anything to protect this president. And that's not his job. And he knew that when he was trying to sell you that he could get the job. I feel I'm in a position in life where, where I can do the right thing and not really care about the consequences. The right thing like discredit your agency, the Mueller probe, even your own inspector general. A man Barr himself described just last month as, quote, a fiercely independent investigator, a superb investigator who has conducted this particular investigation in the most professional way. He'll be a credit to the department. Really? Yet Barr, the same man who thought Ken Starr was being unfairly fussed about when he overreached in Bill Clinton. He thought that was okay that Starr did that. He now thinks Mueller's efforts and the FBI's were a sham. I think our our nation was turned on its head for three years. I think uh, based on a completely bogus narrative that was largely fanned uh, and hyped by an irresponsible press. Bogus narrative. Can it be that the AG actually doesn't think Russia should be singled out? The answer? Yup. Keep in mind, of the four people investigated by the FBI, Papadopoulos, Carter Page, Paul Manafort, Michael Flynn, three now convicted felons. The AG even seems to argue that foreign money is just fine. 
the new normal. And in today's world, presidential campaigns are frequently in contact with foreign persons. And indeed, in most campaigns, there are signs of illegal foreign money coming in. First of all, if it's illegal, it's wrong. It's not okay. And then his agency successfully prosecuted Paul Manafort for his foreign money. Right now, they're actively investigating Rudy Giuliani for his potential contact with wrong foreign money and connection to the Trump campaign in the same way. This idea that foreign influence is just fine sounds a lot like Trump's special guest today, the Russian foreign minister. However, it's the exact opposite of what the people protecting our elections say. My view is that if any public official or member of any campaign is contacted by any nation state uh, or anybody acting on behalf of a nation state uh, about influencing or interfering with our election, then that's something that the FBI would want to know about. Hmm. But more important for Mr. Barr, apparently, is to show that investigating this president and his pals for exactly that should be seen as bad. And he handpicked a prosecutor to investigate just that. And he calls the Russia probe thin justification. Trump is the victim. All right. That was what was promised from this IG's report. 476 pages. No Trump as victim. Trump even says that that's what this says. It doesn't. He's lying to you about the report. Please do yourself the favor. Do the homework. He's lying to you. You can discover it if you want. Just like there was no proof of him being a victim in the 568 page report that the IG put out in June of last year, even though they told you it would. It wasn't there in the 412 pages of the declassified Carter Page FISA application. There were mistakes, but he was no victim. The 83 pages that examined James Comey's behavior. The 39-page report that examined Andrew McCabe. This president and his attorney general are distorting fact and playing suspicion. But the truth is just not that complicated. People around this president have been up to no good from the start. The institutions that are designed to catch that worked. The only question is what should be the consequence. Now, the smears never stop. The president is still peddling lies tonight now about the FBI. Just a little. They spied on our campaign, okay? Lives have been destroyed by scum, okay? By scum calls the FBI scum. I never imagined a president, and he just keeps disappointing. There is no proof of spying. Zero. And we'll take you through it with an FBI vet who's owed an apology by our president. Next. Gives me no pleasure to say this, but our president wanted this inspector general's report to make him look like a victim. It didn't. So now he's lying to you and saying that it does that anyway. And as the story comes out that he's not telling you the truth, he's slamming everybody who opposes him, the media, even the FBI. Listen to what he said. Folks, they spied on our campaign. Okay, they spied when the FBI uncovered evidence showing that we did absolutely nothing wrong, which was right at the beginning. They hid that exonerating. You know that. They hid it. They hid it so nobody could see it. They've destroyed the lives of people that were great people. 
that are still great people. Their lives have been destroyed by scum, okay? All right, Andrew McCabe is here. It's good to see you as always. Let's put the descriptive adjective to the side because this president, he doesn't care about the institution. He doesn't care about how necessary or respectable something is. If it's getting a bad result where he has an interest, it's going to be treated this way. That's who he is. Um, So put the adjective to the side. You guys hid exonerating big word. Okay, I'm not making fun of the president. That means you had proof of innocence on this president and you hid it. I don't see that in the IG report. That's because it's not there. That's not what the IG report concludes. The IG report found numerous and significant uh, mistakes with the FISA, with the initiation and the three renewals that came behind it. The sort of mistakes that were made were um, representing a certain fact, later finding out through investigation that that fact might not be true, and then failing to point that out to the court. So things that went to the balance between derogatory information about the subject of the application and information that tended to tends to uh, show the person might not be an agent of a foreign power. You have to remember, the question we're asking the court is to say, do you, we believe this person is an agent of a foreign power. The court does not do its own investigation. It relies entirely on the information that we give them to make the determination. So it's important that the FBI present all of the information, not just an argument on one side, but all the information we have about the person. Now, when he's saying spying, he can only be talking about this because the IG talks about no other meaningful surveillance. That's right. Uh, And I know you guys don't like the word spying. And I know it's weird that the attorney general uses it because you guys don't like it because totally you see bizarre. it as assuming uh, nefarious conduct, which That's you right. wouldn't do to an American. It's insulting. I, but, I get okay. it. Um, but I don't get the Carter Page rationale because you guys started looking at him before Trump ran. Then you got an application on him while he was with the Trump campaign. But they say he was a nobody. The president says he didn't even know him. So if you wanted to get access into the Trump campaign, why did you pick this guy who was on the outside? It is undeniable that we never made any attempt to get someone in the Trump campaign. If you actually read the report, which I'm quite certain the president has not, you will see that those opportunities came to us through other sources, people who offered us information. And we consistently said, that's not what we're doing here. We are not investigating like that. We are investigating this individual, Carter Page. And we will use confidential sources to get close to him, to collect information about him, completely consistently with our guidelines and our policies. That's, of course, what the IG found. And we went to the FISA court to get electronic surveillance authority on him. We did not spy, get electronic surveillance authority on the campaign. Two more quick things. It's not unusual for an IG to do a report and come back with finding problems. Uh, It is very rare that they find nothing. That's right. Um, The idea that these 17 things, when you look at that list, does that list impress you in terms of, holy cow, we messed up here more than we normally should? It does. And here's here's why I say that. Um, The Department of Justice runs every year, runs a rigorous Uh, oversight program on the FISA program. They send teams of lawyers out to every FBI field office. They walk in the door. You don't know very you don't know when they're coming. They tell you to pull FISAs at random and they check to see that every fact in the package is verified. And occasionally they find a mistake here or there, something that we need to fix and tell the court about. I have never seen one with this number of mistakes in it. So this is um, this was notable to me. It's clearly errors that should not have occurred. Mm-hmm. And I am confident that Chris Ray and his team will. The IG those. says it 
it uh, didn't affect the outcome, but, you know, 17 errors, it's something that's worth looking at. And, you know, we welcome the uh, FBI director currently, Chris Ray, to figure out what he's going to do and to please come on and present us. I say currently because the president seems to have gone bad on him, but that's for another night. The uh, AG says this. Here's how this happened. The Russians were hacking into the DNC on July 23rd. WikiLeaks dumped the emails. A foreign official comes in and says, you know, back in May, this guy said something to me in a bar. And that's all it took for them to start an investigation. What do you think of the AG's reckoning? Patently false. He either has no understanding of what we actually did or he is deliberately misrepresenting the work that we did and the way that the IG reports it in his report. The facts are, very briefly, we had been watching Russian malign cyber activity from the fall of 2014. So we knew the Russians were coming after us, not just one intelligence agency from Russia, but two. We saw that activity directed at political institutions, government institutions, think tanks into the beginning of 2016. We saw them probing the DNC. We told the DNC about that. Ultimately, we see them stealing information from the DNC. And then we see that information leaked on the eve of the Democratic National uh, Convention for the purpose of impacting uh, candidate, then candidate Clinton. So it wasn't one guy in a bar. No, we don't find out about the guy in the bar until after after the information is released. And then we learn that the guy in the bar, George Papadopoulos, made that statement months before. So he knew long before we did that the Russians had made some sort of an offer to the campaign to help by releasing derogatory information about Clinton. That is undeniable predication. Thank you very much. Appreciate you setting the record straight. Sure. Always good to have you on the show. Great to be here. All right. Of all countries, on the day when you're getting impeached for foreign interference, who do you not invite to the White House? I'll give you a choice. Multiple choice. Ready? Russia. That's the only choice of people you don't invite, and yet that's who the president picked. Why? I think I know, and I'm going to argue to it next. First, a correction. Even when Jim Baker, the former general counsel of the FBI, is not on the show, he's still watching it. There was no open case on Carter Page until, and no FISA application, until after he left the campaign. Just to keep the timeline straight. Thank you, Jim Baker. Now, politics, my argument. Politics, sometimes perception is reality. we got to be careful about that to keep fact and fugazi separate. Like today, as articles of impeachment come down as a result of this president's pension for doing the wrong thing with foreign powers, guess whom he chooses to meet with? Russia's top envoy, Sergei Lavrov. If there were any doubt whether this president is all about the me over the we, the Russian pulled the Trump and just lied to your face. We have highlighted once again that all speculation about our alleged interference in domestic processes in the U.S. are baseless. There are no facts that would support that. This ain't Russia. We have all the facts. The U.S. Intel report. We assess Russian President Vladimir Putin ordered an influence campaign in 2016 aimed at the U.S. presidential election. Listen to Mueller. There were multiple systematic efforts to interfere in our election. And that allegation deserves the attention of every American. Now, he knows that, Lavrov. But remember, it's not about fact for him. It's about the painting of reality as a farcical perception of the same. Deep? Not really. Here are some of the broad strokes of this broad side of reality. Listen to our Secretary of State's response. On the question of interference in our domestic affairs, I was clear. It's unacceptable. 
Man, he's a lot tougher when he's talking about us than when he's talking about Russia. Not only was his tone less than severe, but if it's so unacceptable, then why does lying Lavrov get the red carpet treatment? Do you see this? The guy tries to sabotage your election and he gets this. Oh, yeah, great to see you. How great to have you. You know why Trump allows this kind of chummy thing to go on? Forget about his foreign interest. We have no proof that he's a foreign agent. It's his domestic interest. He would rather cultivate Russian lies than face the truth that they tried to help him, no matter who or what he must throw under the bus to do so. I have uh, President Putin. Uh, He just said it's not Russia. I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be. You don't know why our biggest enemy would want to mess with us. On the world stage, he'd rather embarrass us than admit Putin's preference, even though it doesn't take away from his win. It's just more proof that this president is not about you. He's not about your interests if they compromise his own. Remember the last time Lavrov stopped by the White House? May 2017. It was the day after Comey was fired. Remember how they yucked it up about that? Remember how Trump reportedly revealed code word classified information to him? Reportedly said he was unconcerned about Moscow's interference in 2016? So here is Putin's reality now, thanks to our president. Do you know, for example, that in Ukraine, following the elections, some people, and these were public officials, sent congratulatory telegrams to Hillary Clinton, even though Trump had won? Look, what do we have to do with it? So he was spreading that mess, and now the president and his people are following up on it. I think you're going to hear about it in the Senate trial. The next month after that meeting with that first Lavrov thing, June of 2017, that's when Giuliani met with Ukrainian leaders. The month after that, that's when the president tweeted about Ukrainian efforts to sabotage his campaign. Trump may not be doing Russia's bidding per se to help Russia. He's doing it because it helps what he cares about most, himself. And while Russia is getting all this love, Ukraine, our ally, who is at war with Russia, has gotten none. I guess the deal was real. No Bidens, no meeting. This president allows Russia to come here and lie and rewards them with access. He lies to you about the inspector general report because he assumes you won't read it. And he attacks our institutions, the very things that keep us together, because he thinks it's good for him. The worst part of this is not what he does, it's why he does it. And the answer is because he can because that's how he uses power, to do what is good for him. You know, I wonder if our president knows the oath that he took. I would love to make a wager about whether or not he could recite it, because he has such a funny way of keeping it. That's the argument. Now, here's a tease. Heavy day, but there is something uplifting that just happened in Washington, and we must remember there can be better than what we've seen. Bolo, next. Criticism, yes. Cynicism, no. So the Bolo, be on the lookout, is for compromise, even in the most partisan times. Within the span of one hour today, House Democrats unveiled articles of impeachment against President Trump and gave him his biggest legislative win of the year, a deal on the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement. Strange times when both Speaker Pelosi and President Trump can claim victory. We're declaring victory for the American worker and what is in this agreement. They approved today the USMCA, and I call that the silver lining to impeachment. 
I don't know that it has anything to do with impeachment, but it does have to do with progress and bipartisanship, something that we need much more of. Let's bring in D. Lemon. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Now streaming exclusively on Max, a new CNN flash talk about the album that has Nashville talking, Call Me Country, Beyonce and Nashville's Renaissance. Watch it at max.com slash callmecountry. Max subscription required.